Blog Talk Radio. KGLD. KGLD. Early voting February 18th through the 28th. Election day, March 3rd, 2020. I'm Bobby Gorman. I approve this message. Good afternoon and welcome to Community First Network Radio, and you're listening to A View from the Top with your host, Dr. Shirley McKellar. Today's show is being brought to you by Barbie Gorman, who is running for constable here in Smith County. Okay, we're going to get started with our show for today, and uh, this show actually is going to be featured in honor of uh, the late uh, Mr. Freeman Sterling, as you know, our recently elected school board, uh, District 3, uh, an amazing gentleman. Uh, my husband calls him his line brother because they actually became members of uh, Omega Sci-Fi fraternity together. And so uh, Mr. Freeman Sterling, as you know, was an amazing person here in Tyler, Texas. He graduated from Tyler Junior College, was a member of the Apache Band, actually, over there, had a Bachelor's of Science degree in elementary education and Texas Eastern uh, University, where he uh, got his master's degree, and he was one of our principals here, W.A. Pete uh, Elementary School, and he actually attended that school. So let's pray for that family and all of those that are affected uh, by that death, and that would be everybody here uh, in Tyler, Texas. Uh, Gee whiz, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I'm really sad about it. But anyways, let's get going here uh, with our show for today. Uh, My sidekick over there. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Nichols, and I'm here today representing or working with the John Walton campaign. John's running for Democratic chair here in Smith County. And? Emmett Shankle here today representing Emmett Shankle Consulting. Okay. And, of course, we have the candidate in studio. Hey, hey, hey. How y'all doing? Pastor John Walton here. Excited to be in the studio going to have a very interesting show today, and we do want to send prayers out uh, to Freeman Sterling's family uh, for your loss. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate um, everybody being in studio with us today. So uh, we actually want to also make note of the Bloomberg uh, campaign. They reached out to us on yesterday and actually are going to be in Tyler today at College Hill Baptist Church at 3 p.m. As a matter of fact, that's a, a, the late Freeman Sterling's church uh, that will be hosted there. So those of you that are free uh, can come out. We know that uh, uh, Mr. Mayor Mike Bloomberg was on with the debate on last night, and so we may even talk a little bit about uh, that debate. Uh, that was his first opportunity to be on stage with the others. Uh, candidates. Remember, early voting is going on right now, and so uh, vote your heart, get out there, and by all means vote. This is crucial time for us to get out and be involved in this campaign. <laughs> so, let's see. Okay, the Bloomberg, Miss Tiffany Young, 
uh, says, I'm calling in right now. She is actually a member of uh, the Bloomberg campaign. And then Mayor Mike Nutter, as everyone knows, is the uh, former mayor of uh, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he is the campaign manager for uh, Mike Bloomberg. So uh, she is calling in now, and I am not sure which number, Miss Rihanna. Are you there, Miss Rihanna? Yes, yes, ma'am. I just sent you. It's five one five six zero five nine three seven five. Five one. And I just texted that to you. Five one five six six zero five nine three seven five. Nine three seven five. Oh yeah, that's our other number. I'll send that to her. Yeah. Right. Now. Thank you. Uh, Netter will be uh, doing the interview, so uh, we're going to have him to uh, call in shortly uh, and and talk to us about uh, the Bloomberg campaign. But in the meantime, uh, Dr. Nichols, we'll we'll get going. I don't, I don't know if you have any other comments or anything that you want to talk about, and uh, we'll we'll just await him calling in to uh, talk to us about the Bloomberg campaign. Just to reiterate that the kickoff in Tyler for Mike Bloomberg is three from 3 to 4 this afternoon at the College Hill Missionary Baptist Church. That's 1314 West Houston. The reason why this is important for all of us is because we have a presidential candidate who is doing a kickoff here in Tyler, and it's about time. We want to encourage all of our statewides. We want to encourage our presidential candidates to come to East Texas because East Texas is important. Smith County is the most populated county in rural Texas. And as we know, if rural Texas (laughs) goes blue... Yes, and, and she, what, what Dr. Nichols is doing is she's quoting my slogan, which is, so goes mm-hmm. East Texas, so goes Texas. Uh-huh. If you don't work East Texas, you don't win statewide Texas. And so with that right. being said, we're going to invite uh, Mayor Mike Nutter of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, who is the campaign chair for uh, the Bloomberg campaign. Sir, if you're there, welcome to East Texas and welcome to our show, A View from the Top. Hello, Dr. McClellan? <laughs> yes, sir. This is Dr. McKellar. Thank you, sir, you? for being here. Uh, we're great. Oh, it's my pleasure. We just landed a little while ago. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for uh, calling in and sharing everything with us. I wish my daughter was here to listen because she is a graduate oh. of Temple University and the first oh. African-American to become Miss Temple University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Congratulations. Uh, you know, <laughs> that makes me... Feel like I'm at home as we uh, right drive down the road sir. here. I'm right at home. We've got Temple's yeah. in the house, yeah. Philly's in the house. There you go. There you go. There you uh, go. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, just uh, just landed a little while ago. Uh, later today, uh, as uh, as you know, want to share with your with your listeners. Of course, we have our uh, Tyler uh, vote kickoff uh, later this afternoon at uh, from three to four uh, over on the uh, College Hill Missionary uh, Baptist Church on um, 1314 West Houston Street. And uh, we're very, very excited. Uh, You know, of course, uh, early voting has started. Uh, Texas is critical, of course, always in this election process, and certainly uh, Texas is a part of uh, the 14 Super Tuesday states uh, as well. And uh, we're excited about uh, what Mike wants to do uh, uh, with uh, fellow Americans and for uh, this country, lifting people, 
uh, out of poverty, trying to create uh, black wealth, uh, and also, of course, business ownership, home ownership, uh, and a variety of other proposals that he has put forth. And so uh, this is uh, a critical election. Every election is important, of course, but uh, certainly getting uh, Donald Trump out of the White House, uh, there could be nothing more important, especially uh, for African Americans and people of color. Yes, we thank you so much for that. Now, share with us anything that you feel that we should know about uh, Mayor Bloomberg here in East Texas that would push us uh, to vote for him. We actually uh, sure. enjoyed uh, seeing him on stage on last night. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah. more about why we here in East Texas should really yeah. push and promote uh, Mike Bloomberg. And I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, last night, uh, as they say, the long knives were out. Uh, folks were on him, uh, and uh, but he stood tall uh, and held his own. Uh, first time on the debate stage, and we were excited uh, for him certainly to uh, have the opportunity to be there. Uh, I think Mike has been very straightforward uh, in uh, this campaign, building uh, the kind of campaign operation on the ground in 40 states uh, across the United States of America, 2,100 staffers, uh, field organizers, leaders uh, who know and understand not only politics but Uh, what's important uh, in America. We have to focus on uh, issues of education and public safety and climate, uh, rebuilding our infrastructure and putting people uh, to work. Uh, We've put out uh, plans for all the things that I mentioned and so much more, which, of course, uh, folks can see uh, more of the details on uh, uh, MikeBloomberg2020.com. I think one of the most important things and what I'm very, very excited about, and if folks haven't seen it uh, or read, uh, the speech that he gave in Tulsa, Oklahoma, not too long ago. Tulsa, Oklahoma, of course, the uh, site of uh, Black Wall Street uh, and the massacre uh, that took place. Uh, whites rose up uh, upset uh, that black people were taking care of themselves, that they were running their businesses, that they were uh, supporting their families, and literally burned the town to the ground. Uh, Mike yeah. has been impacted uh, by that story. Uh, and the work that he's done through his philanthropic efforts, Bloomberg Philanthropies, Uh, but also the now Greenwood Initiative, uh, Mike's plan to help uh, African-Americans build wealth uh, and rebuild uh, communities. Uh, $70 billion of investment plan for over 100 communities that have been really left behind and left out of economic opportunity and uh, creating uh, uh, the ability for folks to be able to take care of themselves uh, and their families. Mike is a leader, a listener, a learner, uh, but he leads with his heart uh, and his record is unmatched on issues of public safety, uh, climate change, uh, gun safety, uh, and making sure that people can uh, live their lives uh, with dignity and respect. And so uh, he's a real person, he's a real guy, uh, self-built uh, a company uh, on his own, uh, and uh, grew up middle class up in Massachusetts. His daddy died while he was in college, uh, and then uh, he got fired from his job, uh, and then built and created Bloomberg uh, LP. Uh, which now 20,000-plus people uh, work at his company in uh, the United States and around the world. Uh, Other than that, you know, he's just a guy who's been very, very fortunate and wants to uh, help other people uh, experience uh, opportunity uh, like he's had. Right, great. So uh, 
And I agree with you. And let me just say that when we all grew up here in uh, East Texas, we want to be just like uh, Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> we can just get like Mike. <laughs> but, but let me let me share this hey, with you. I'll take one. Right. One. Just say, all we need is one to help the people here on the ground here in East Texas. I actually uh, am standing next to one of my cohorts who we both, uh, Pastor John Walton, we work with homeless people here in Tyler, Texas. Now, let me share with you that I proudly serve on the city council here in yes, Tyler, Texas. Yes, and I work District 3, and, and I share yeah. with you that I want to see the growth of District 3 more than anything that I can think of right now uh, economically. Mm-hmm. So even if, uh, if, if uh, Mr. Bloomberg, Mayor Bloomberg, does not get that seat, do you see that he's going to continue to try to help to build uh, America economically since he's already done those kinds of things in the past? And we have kept up with what he's done in New York yeah. City, and he has done amazing uh-huh. work, and we have to give that to him. Uh, one of the yeah. questions that would ask all the time, sure, and you can dialogue a little bit on that if you want, but one of the questions that I asked uh, one of your persons uh, last week uh, when she came on our sh- our other show, why was the gentleman that has all of this wealth, why would he want to deal with the, being the president of the United States? And, of course, there's no real money involved in <laughs> yeah. that. So you may want to dialogue well, a little bit. He wouldn't, he wouldn't those... take a salary. Anyway, there um, go. Mike decided to run for president. Salary, right? Yeah, no, he really, you know, he he didn't take a salary when he was mayor uh, of uh, New York, and it would be the same situation as president. Now, the sole reason that Mike got in this race was because Donald Trump uh, is a threat, is an existential threat uh, to uh, the future of America and to democracy, uh, and uh, must be removed electorally uh, from office. And that's the reason why Mike uh, got in the race. He was concerned about some of the other Democrats who are running, uh, wasn't sure, uh, didn't feel uh, confident. Uh, that they could beat Donald Trump in the fall. Uh, and going back to your other uh, question, uh, a couple things. I mean, he certainly uh, is working hard to be the Democratic nominee, but also said that if for some reason he is not, uh, he will stay active and involved, uh, continue uh, pushing uh, and funding his own team uh, to support uh, that Democratic nominee. He is not going anywhere uh, in terms of this upcoming race, and uh, one way or the other uh, wants to uh, have Donald Trump defeated. Uh, and out of the White House. His work with Phil, uh, on the philanthropic side of his life, uh, as you mentioned, uh, he has uh, been one of the uh, greatest philanthropists uh, this country has seen, uh, and, uh, and certainly cities around the world. And so uh, whether it's uh, District 3 uh, uh, or, or anywhere else, uh, you can certainly count on uh, Bloomberg Philanthropies uh, to continue uh, the great work uh, that they've done over a long, long, long period of time. See, he takes the profits from the, the for-profit company, Bloomberg LP, and that's the money that goes into Bloomberg Philanthropies uh, to support all these efforts uh, all around, all across the country and around the world. Uh, that That's called leadership, and that's called uh, 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 expressing your values uh, through the resources that you have. That's, who, that's the kind of guy he is. Sure. I, I appreciate that. And, and let me share with right. you that we, so, we feel the same as you do as far as changing yeah. the fabric of our Thank country you. because it's changed in the uh, way that we don't no. want to see that. I proudly yeah. have served. Doctor, I need as, to... you know, yeah, I know you got to run. Go I know you got to run. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> got your some, final, final comment. Folks that, yes, uh, folks I need to uh, get together with, and I look forward to seeing you right. uh, later on today. Um, again, uh, if folks haven't had a chance uh, to uh, uh, vote yet, uh, as you well know, early voting has started. Uh, yes. We have uh, significant efforts uh, by the Bloomberg campaign to make sure 
uh, that folks get the information that they need, uh, get uh, either early voting or souls to the polls on Sunday. Uh, we're actively engaged in all these uh, efforts, and uh, we're hopeful uh, that people will come out uh, like they've never come out before. Thank you, Mayor Nutter. We'll see you at 3 p.m. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All righty. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, all right, Bye-bye. ladies and gentlemen. That was the Bloomberg campaign, and so we thank them for taking out their very busy schedule. So if you're free at 3 p.m. on tonight, this afternoon. Hold on, that folder. Got it. Thank you. They're going to hang up, and then we're going to hear. <laughs> thank you so much, Mayor, for coming on with us today. Um, that's Mayor Mike Nutter, who is the mayor of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the prime mayor. Okay. You have comments that you'd like to say in regards to whatever. Yeah, I was just um, thinking I wanted to thank everybody who's been helping us with our campaign lately, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed our Dancing Dinosaur. We'll have our Dancing Dinosaur out at more locations. And if you have not voted, don't forget, vote, vote, vote. Early voting is happening now, and your vote counts. Your voice is very important. My name is John Walton, and I'm the pastor of Church on the Bridge on Saturday. And I just want to say thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all that you are doing and for all the things that you have done. Don't forget, get out and vote. Okay. And now also we have in studio with us today a very, very dear friend of East Texas, hails from Longview, Texas, came over to be with us today. And tell us who you are and why you're here with us today. Well, first off, I'd like to thank you, uh, Dr. McKellar, uh, for having me on today. And my name is Emmett Shankle. I'm with Emmett Shankle Consulting. And basically I have a, what I would like to call a inspirational speaker with a self-defense consultancy. Uh, today I wanted to discuss some of the products and services that I offer to the community with regards to situational awareness and being proactive about personal safety. Yes, and we thank uh, Ms. Sierra Evans for sending you our way. Of course, we already know who you are anyway. So go ahead <laughs> yes. and share with us what you want us to know. Yes, yes. So basically when I talk about situational awareness, most of the times when we talk about businesses, they already have active shooter training. What I would like to do is keep your employees safe when they're not at their jobs, when they're not at their churches being protected by church security. I would like to talk about the simple things, the practical things that you can do to protect yourself. When it comes to situational awareness, it's nothing more or less than a collective of different cluster behaviors. Some people are oblivious. They're on their phones. They have three or four bags of groceries. That makes them a soft target in the eyes of a predator. So if you are on your phone and you're easily distracted, you converse with strangers and you're you're smiling and laughing, you're not aware of your surroundings, that's a problem. However, by the same token, if you modify your habits just by a tidbit, For example, if you have your keys in your hand, you're making a V-line to your car, those are people that have a high sense of where they are, and that decreases the probability of encountering violence. It's not a cure-all, and it is not a panacea either. But we want to make sure that we send the right message. Walk with purpose. Walk with confidence. Make a V-line to your car. When you have a panhandler address you, excuse me, do you have any money, be short and quick. It's sometimes it's better off to be rude than to put yourself at risk. If you want to help people, there's no problem with donating charity. But at 2 o'clock in the morning, if someone asks you for money, 
you need to be about your business. Or not even be at it too. Right. Right. Not alone anyways, right? Exactly. Sir? Utilize the buddy system. There you go. Yes, ma'am. We just Can I throw this in? I'm so glad that you brought that in about uh, the telephone because I say to the security people who are guarding around my church, mm-hmm. please put your phone down because how can you – be talking and texting on your phone and see what's going on around the area where the people are going in and out. So yes. because of that, they can now they can have their phones, but they can't be te- just texting. And if they're if they're calling for safety a 911 or whatever, that's different. But just to be texting continuously on your phone, uh, what good is it for you to be my security if you're right. engaging with someone else? Right. Uh, just this past uh, last year, I was. Um, Teaching, excuse me, I was teaching Laterno University mm-hmm. to uh, actually come out and do an employee training for them, and we talked about utilizing improvised weapons. Mm-hmm. And one of the students asked, because their students always have their phones on them, right. how to actually utilize a, a cell phone for self-defense application. Right. Right. So all it is is simple anatomy and physiology. Mm-hmm. If you have your cell phone readily available and you encounter a threat or a dangerous individual, your cell phone's already in your hand, right. it can be utilized for self-defense application. Right. Uh, the carotid artery, the jugular vein, different right. parts are vulnerable, no matter how big, tall, or scary they are. Right. And most people, it's just flight, fright, or fear. Mm-hmm. They fall into those three categories. Right. So what I like to do when I'm training and educating people about personal safety, let's go ahead and you tell me what is the worst-case scenario, what's your worst fear, and we work our way out from the epicenter providing systematic training, utilizing systematic uh, desensitization so that we can build your confidence up. So every man that is married and has a child, we have that protective nature in us. We make sure the doors are locked. We check the windows and everything before bedtime, before we cross the street with our wives, with our daughters. We always look left, look right. So my job is to train those 9- and 10-year-old students at Latern University with the summer camps so that at nine years old they develop and they train, ten years later they know how to handle themselves. They know how to handle themselves with a threat is present. They know when to run because those things no one actually teaches you. So we have to make it small, bite-sized chunks. When do I actually stop fighting back? You stop when they stop. When is it that I'm going to strike with purpose to defend myself or I'm going to strike with purpose to actually strike and then run? So if you have a multiple attacker situation, that's not something where you want to practice your best skills. Sure. No, you want to strike with precision right. and make sure that you attack their mobility. Because if you just run, there's a chance that they can catch you. All you have to do is compromise the ankle by breaking that or knee or something like that, mm-hmm. and that way it impairs their mobility, and that way they don't have the ability to give chase. Exactly. So those are the key points that I focus on with regards to situational awareness, improvised weapons, because a lot of times violence can be prevented. It can't be stopped every time, but some things can be prevented because I had a situation happen to me recently. Um, My own niece was in a compromising position, and I can't tell you what kind of fear strikes your heart when you're three hours away and you know that there's nothing you can do. I I got a phone call from my brother, and it just is... It's heart-cringing because someone is trying to break into her apartment. And I thought her living this close to a um, law enforcement uh, facility, the police department is not that far away. It's in a nice part 
of the city in Dallas. I thought everything was fine. None of that mattered, and that's what we have to train ourselves to understand. Violence doesn't wait and make an appointment for you. There you go. It doesn't knock and say, hey, mm-hmm. 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'll be I'll there. Be there. there it, it doesn't work like yes. that. I noticed I've been reading, uh, Mr. Schenkel, about uh, the young black girls that are being found dead in uh, Georgia. And so it's so crucial, this what you're talking about today, to teach and train uh, people how to defend themselves. Yes. And, and you made it very, sound very simple by just breaking a knee, mm-hmm. uh, you yes. know, kneecap, yes. or just hitting them in the right, and if it's a man, I'm sorry, but hitting him in the groins area, yes. uh, that'll pull him down, I tell yes. you. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so continue on. Give us a, a little bit more of, of uh, what oh, we, sure. as in, in particular women, yes, who ma'am. sometimes are out there all alone. Yes, ma'am. We talk about the body weapons. We talk about the elbows, the knees. The elbow is the most dense part of your body, so if you strike there and you strike with precision, you won't actually hurt yourself. Yes, there is a risk of the funny bone, but we make sure that we train that. We start out hitting the soft materials, the padded materials. We even hit phone books to kind of build your body up to integrate the muscle memory. And then we also talk about the next step above improvised weapons, which is categorizing certain things. Everything around you is a weapon, whether you know it or not. Whether it's a bottle of water doused into the face, these things are classified into contact weapons, those with law enforcement backgrounds, those that are in the military background. Contact weapon means I need to be close enough to utilize it to cause damage. You have projectile weapons, things that you can throw at the person. You have weapons that are barriers, throwing a chair, a barrel in front of someone, putting space between you and them is how that works. We have a classification of a weapon called irritants. Irritants are huge. Hand sanitizer. You put that into the eyes, it burns. You put that into the nose, the mouth, any of those orifices, it compromises the ability to see or smell. That's what irritants do. If you have grass or dirt straight to the eyes, all those things inhibit someone to give chase. You can't chase someone if your eyes are burning with dirt or grass or pepper spray. And one of my biggest things with women that carry pepper spray, if you carry pepper spray and you've never utilized it, it's just hanging and dangling on your chain, that's a problem. You need to actually verify it works. Mm-hmm. Actually spray it. You know, Check the wind first and all that good stuff, ventilation, outdoors, and everything else. But how does your pepper spray work? You need to profile your pepper spray. Reading the package may not be good enough. Does it come out in a foam? Does it come out in a spray? Is it a jet stream? Does it have a dye marker included in it? So we make sure that people are comfortable with it because there's one thing about it. Very few people are comfortable with violence, but we live in a very violent culture. Our history. This is a very violent culture. And my years of 30 years of martial arts has taught me, if you study the martial arts and you study the culture along with it, you'll see that those martial arts that are quick, fast, and in a hurry, that's attributed to, it correlates with their culture. If you go to uh, Krav Magra, that mm-hmm. particular martial arts, mm-hmm. they don't waste time in the, in the Hollywood movie sets doing wonderful aerial kicks. It's quick and dirty, and it's boom, it's right there. Highly effective. So that's my teaching model. I make sure that you handle yourself in three to five seconds or less because you don't want to sit there and fight three or four guys or fight one guy 30 seconds. 
because you're expending energy, you're breathing, because we have to talk about what goes on in the physiology of the body. Your heart is going to be five times normal rate. Right. Your vision is going to narrow. Correct. All these things. Adrenaline kicks in. Yes, adrenaline kicks in. All these things are different. Even with the person attacking you, their particular body, if they are on uh, a stimulant, altered chemical state, if their brain chemistry works different, their CNS, they may not actually feel the pain. Mm-hmm. If they're on alcohol, their CNS is compromised. Mm-hmm. Ataxia takes CNS place. CNS meaning central nervous system. Correct. So we, we yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> about. Yes, okay. ma'am. Yes, so, so they'll be able to follow you. You have yes, something to have to I, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm glad you're bringing that subject forward. I, I learned hand-to-hand combat when I was eight years old. It started me very young in martial arts. And I remember how my world changed immediately as a young kid when I when that confidence built on the inside that I could actually defend myself from uh, individuals that were bigger than me. I was a small little country boy, so I was tough. But there was a lot of boys that were just bigger than me, a lot of football boys that were just bigger than me, and they used to try to pick on me. So I didn't like the fact that they tried to pick on me. And, I, you know, I tried to fight back, but I really couldn't do anything because I didn't know how to fight back. And then as soon as I learned how to fight back, my confidence went up. I didn't go out looking for fights, but I knew that if anyone came to mess with me, mm-hmm. they was going to have their hands full of little Tasmanian devils and go get them. You know, so anyone listening, if you have children, it's very important, or you yourself, if you do not understand hand-to-hand combat and how to defend yourself, once you start learning the art and once you start learning how to defend yourself, something on the inside of you changes, and you become a lot more confident, and you're not, you're not afraid of this world, and you're not afraid to even defend someone else when they're in need. So it is something to look into. All right. Thank you for that. Tell us uh, about your company, how we can reach you, and the fact that you teach classes. Yes. Uh, my name is Emmett Shankle, and you can find me on my website at Emmett shankleconsulting.net. There's my website information. If you're interested in setting up a anti-kidnapping class or a women's self-defense class, you can contact my management team, uh, Ms. Sierra Evans, and you can also send us an email at eshankleconsulting at gmail.com. And what I can do, my classes are going to be starting next week in March. Okay. So it's usually in, in, in like an 20 people here, and then we have like an hour or two hour, and you tell me what you actually want to work on, and we actually have like an intake phase where you tell me what what you actually need because not all people need the same self-defense. Right. When I go to a nursing home and I teach self-defense there for free, their self-defense needs are different when I'm actually exactly. talking to kids and teenagers. Okay. Kids and teenagers right. have the ability to run for it. Senior citizens know Cannot run. Right. we work on improvised weapons. We right. turn those canes, we turn those walkers there you go. into okay. objects of self-defense. We're going to bring you back again because I think that this is really crucial for us to know how we should defend ourselves when we're out and about. And sometimes I see people who are getting their groceries out with their backs uh, turned, uh, and, you know, anything and anybody can come up behind you, so you always have to be mindful of that. Yes, Thank you so much, Mr. Schenkel, for being here. We're going to go ahead and bring, we're going to move on and transition to our, our next and final subject. Ms. Rihanna, jump in there. I know that you've been waiting patiently, so uh, if there's anything that you'd like to say in regards to any of the uh, comments or anything that we've talked about today. I don't know if you have uh, Miss Faith Chatham of 512 that's on with you out of uh, Austin, Texas. I hey, don't Reed. see her. I don't see her number on the board. But uh, Faith, know? if 
one of this is you press one. I, what happened no. is, I, yes, what happened is I actually, since we switched numbers to our other number, I forgot to send that oh. number, and, uh, and so she, she doesn't know about we, that. We do, have, we do have somebody who's pressed one. I'll see if this is her. Okay, all right. Go ahead. I didn't send her our other number, but uh, who do you have? Miss Faith, is that you? See, I didn't send her our okay. blog number, so oh, okay. uh, she probably doesn't know about that. Dr. Nichols, comments, anything that you'd like to discuss and talk about uh, today? And let me let me just say that I I read your post on social media about various things that, that we're experiencing within our party system here. And the one thing that I want to, to say in regards to uh, our party, and I'm party meaning the Democratic Party, uh, because I'm, I'm an active member of the Democratic Party, is that, that I, I like to see us being able to, uh, to work together, iron out our issues uh, together. And I, I always use this scripture. It's just ingrained into my brain, and that's Matthew's the 18th chapter, the 15th verse, and it talks about if you have all to get your brother, go to him and him alone. So I believe that when people have differences of opinions, and we all got different brains, so we are going to have differences of opinions. We don't think all the same. But if I have mm-hmm. if I have something against uh, uh, Pastor John, I'm not going to go to, to uh, Dr. Nichols about it. I'm going to Dr. Uh, Pastor John because that's just how I operate. You know, uh, I ain't scared, and I'll talk to you on any issue about any subject about anything. And that's what I feel that we as uh, organizations uh, need to do. Uh, my parents used to say, you don't put all your business out there in the streets. You keep something at home. You, you know, you have a unified togetherness once you go out in the public, even though you may have disappeared or disagreed on issues. It's interesting that I'm talking about this because this morning in our Bible study, uh, one of uh, our members was saying uh, I, I, he was very offended because uh, he thought he had a great relationship with this person, uh, but that person said that he had offended them. And so I said to him, well, you know what? You can have a great relationship with somebody. I have a great relationship with the person that sleeps in my house with me. His name is Danny McKellar, but I don't agree with everything he says, and I let him know that, and he lets me know that too. So uh, so it's not about whether you have a great relationship, because you can have a great relationship, and you can still be offended by something that someone says to you, Right. All of these people that's in this room today, I have excellent relationships with them. But if if they offend me, I just may have to tell them, you know what, I was hurt by that. And that's okay. It's all good. So you straighten out issues along the way. But with all that mm-hmm. being said, Dr. Nichols. Oh, yes. I absolutely agree with you. And there's a chain of command. In any organization, there's a chain of command. And you follow the chain of command and you start with the the actual person that you have an issue with and work towards getting things resolved. In this particular situation, we're talking about following TDP rules, and that's really what it boils down to. And TDP, TDP is? Texas Democratic Party rules and um, also the Secretary of State rules. These are kind of no-brainers. And, you know, any any of it, we all err on a regular basis. Yes, ma'am. And that's why we're an organization, so we can support each other and help each other to do better because we know that the, that we have to have unity in our community to be successful. So it, uh, 
That's exactly what the active Democrats have done. This started more than a year ago. It actually started right after uh, that fateful uh, presidential election uh, when mm. many people were You motivated. mean that when they're called Trump election? Uh, yes, ma'am. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted to <laughs> make sure. Age. Yes, ma'am. Selection. Yes, there you go. That's the right. Selection. I'm glad you brought that up. Can I throw that? Um, thank you, Ms. Rihanna, because we already <laughs> know that the President of the United States is not elected. They are selected by the Electoral mm -hmm. College. We don't vote them in, even though it's important that they see how we feel about our votes out here in the real world. But the Electoral College selects the President of the United States. Go ahead, head So what mm -hmm. I want to say is that the active Democrats have worked very hard to engage our county chair to be supportive of him, to be supportive of the party, to move forward the Democratic agenda, and um, he was really not being responsive. A, a volunteer would call. He would not respond, period. And the, and the active Democrats moved forward in that having personal meetings with him and and nothing changed this is this has been a progression over the years and so we have moved up the chain of command because as you know you can't have an organization without members the democratic party is comprised of the CEC which is the um the comprised of the county chair plus the precinct chairs and we have 73 precincts here in Smith County. At that time, there were fewer than 20 of those seats that were filled, and there was no hope for filling more seats because there were no meetings. There were people who wanted to be chairs. I think we had about six people in line who had submitted applications. They wanted to be chairs so that they could move forward the progressive agenda. Anyway, long story short, we went right up the chain of command all the way to Huberto Hinojosa, who, as we know, is the chairman of our Texas Democratic Party. And every step of the way, we were told specifically, work around him and vote him out. And that's what we're doing. And Pastor John stepped up to the plate to challenge uh, the current county chair in that position and to bring things to the table. In doing so, Pastor John has already brought in precinct chairs. He's held trainings. He attends uh, meetings two to three every day, and he's involved with our community. He's on the half-cent tax board here in the city of Tyler. He's... Um, has the church under the bridge. He cares about the homeless. He, it's more, the most important thing is he is an attractor. He is getting people excited about the Democratic Party, wanting to volunteer. He is knowledgeable, and he is learning more and more every day about the job and the responsibility and how important that is. He is bringing people up with him because he has leadership skills and he has IT skills, which we think, well, what does that have to do anything do with anything? But in this day and age, oh my, we really need that skill in our leaders. You're in trouble if you don't know the computer. <laughs> <laughs> there you yeah, go. Real trouble. Well, let me just share, say this that um, I, our present county chair 
was due to be on our show today, but um, with the death of uh, Mr. Freeman and some other things happening within his campaign, uh, his campaign manager called me uh, this morning and said that he would not be able to be here. So we'll bring him back so that, because I, I believe in balance, and so since since this uh, situation and this conversation came up uh, this morning, then we'll bring him in so that he can defend himself in any ways that he uh, sees fit. And uh, so we'll go from there. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Then maybe yes, we'll get some financial transparency. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay, Ms. Rihanna, let's talk a little bit about the uh, debate on last night. Uh, as we know, we, we were so honored to have uh, Mayor Nutter to come in and talk to us uh, this morning, today, uh, midday, rather, uh, about the Bloomberg. Uh, and he mentioned the fact that uh, all the errors were after him last night, the billionaire, uh, because that was his first time <laughs> stage uh, a year after. Oh, it was kind of interesting. He says, well, this is my first time, and you guys have been at this for two years now. But go ahead, Ms. Rihanna, you want to brief us a little bit on what you saw last night? And then, uh, and then we'll we'll dialogue on it for the next uh, five minutes. Well, um, I before I say anything specifically about last night, I do want to generally say about last night um, to anyone out there, any Democrats, because my husband is newly a Democrat and he's feeling upset and nervous, and he called <laughs> called it a circular firing squad, and I told him to calm down. Democratic primaries are how we choose the best, how the cream rises to the top, in my opinion. All of yes. this, no matter how bruising, makes whatever candidate we do choose better, in my opinion. And right. by the way, I also want to remind everybody, the bottom line has to be vote blue no matter who at this point. All of those people on that stage would make a far more uh, <laughs> qualified, normal, sane, responsible president than what's currently going on. So don't be discouraged out there. Just keep watching, keep listening, um, That's right. make your decisions based on what you hear. All these answers are substantive. We're not even right. going to get a debate out of the sitting president. I guarantee you that. There's no way he's going to get on a debate stage with anyone uh, now that he has a record under his belt. So Keep that in mind, everybody. Hey, <laughs> um, okay, all right. And, yes, Washington. all the knives were out for him, for Bloomberg. But Mike Nutter did a great yes. job today. Yes, yes, he did. And congratulations to your hubby, uh, my son, <laughs> that uh, he crossed over uh, on the right side. But anyways, from so let's the dark go side. That. <laughs> from the dark side to the right side. Okay. So I think we have uh, Mr. Dunny Walker on with us today. Is that correct, Ms. Rihanna? Mr. Dunny Walker, are you there? He was. He was on. Oh no, here he is. Here he is, Donnie. Your line's open. Hello, Mr. Uh, Walker. Hello. How are you? Hello, hello. Testing one. Donnie two, Walker from here. WDLRO Radio. <laughs> Wellness Wednesday. How are you doing, sir? Is this well? Oh, okay. How are you this afternoon? This is. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? No, no. I said said oh. Mr. <laughs> Donnie Walker from WGLRO, our Wellness Wednesday show. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, Okay, I'm just trying to remember what day it is. Uh, that's all. Just... <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> you from the top. <laughs> it's Thursday. I understand. Okay, it's Thursday. He's running together. Yeah, so, so were you able to watch the debate on last night, Mr. Walker? Yes, I was. Okay, um, and what was your thoughts? Quickly, you got to tell us. Are, 
Very quickly, okay. I'm still working on my scorecard. Um, very interesting. That's all I'm gonna say. Very interesting. Um, okay. very interesting. Um, and you know, I have one one thing I'm gonna add. Um, it came to me last night. Someone from out of country, well, a couple people from out of country, um, got a hold of me, and they said, "Why is it, you know, we're in the 21st century, and the U.S. of A. we cannot find it in our hearts to elect a woman?" as President of the United States of America. So I'm going to ask that question right now, not only to everyone on the a View for the Top, but everyone on social media and around the world. We're in the 21st century. What are we waiting on, America? What are we waiting on? Yes. You're such a smart. Your mother just trained you so well. Oh, that's right. Wow, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> she Bravo. trained you yeah. well. <laughs> Did Thank she not you. anybody um, else? That's, that's a very good question. What are we waiting on? Dr. Nichols, do you have a comment on that? Then we ask Mr. Shane Goldman, and then we'll be finished. Well, of course. I think the time is always right for a woman to step up in leadership positions. Yes. And thank you. Yes, Mr. Shane Goldman. Well, I feel like that is a, a brilliant question, mm-hmm. and I, I support that sign of thinking as well because I think that it's time for change, a change that we can feel and see this tangible so I would actually like to see that in my lifetime. I would like the next generation coming up of young women and young men to see that, to see a woman in position and power and how that we can work together and not be divided by gender or party lines. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. What a great way to end this show. Listen, once again, we want to thank you guys for listening today. We continue to ask for your prayers for the Freeman Sterling family, the late uh, Mr. Freeman Sterling, an amazing a great servant here in Tyler, Texas. You can read all about him on uh, the Tyler uh, newspaper and all of the great things that he's done in his career. So, Mr. Butler, can you play a final for us? And uh, we thank you so much. Once again, uh, we have a commercial for Mr. Bobby Gorman. And then after that, uh, we'll see you this afternoon at 3 p.m. at College Hill Baptist Church. You know where it is on Houston Street uh, to listen to what Mayor uh, Nutter continues to have to say about the Bloomberg campaign. Thank you so very much. God bless. Elect Bobby Gorman for Constable Precinct 1. With over 40 years of law enforcement... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.